Yeah, I want you back again. And uh, this is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dutumashi. And uh, you tune to SAFM Radio as uh, we have uh, insightful conversations that just make us better people. That it's all good and well for us to argue about uh, the political state in our country, uh, what's not happening. Uh, think, you know, sometimes it just pays to just take time out and reflect on the person that you are to your loved ones, to your community, and um, part of uh, us growing and getting to know better about ourselves is getting to know our country and uh, what makes up this South Africa that we're so proud of. And we have a feature uh, that happens every Thursday where we have South African history lessons. Um, and uh, in the history lessons, we get to know about people that makes up our history. We not so long ago uh, learned about Jan van Riebeck. And uh, today would like to hear, uh, learn a little bit more about Nkosi Kaiser Dalwonga Matanzima. And joining me right now on the line is Nkosi Jongili Sokapokwane Gamenziwa, who's uh, uh, from the Vosizwe uh, Foundation, and uh, they focus on historical research. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Nkosi. Good afternoon, Mamdou Dumash, and good afternoon to all your listeners. Now, for people who do not know this uh, great giant that lived amongst us, um, uh, tell us about uh, perhaps where it all began. He was the first chief of uh, Abatembu, and uh, tell us more about him. In fact, uh, Utalonga was, was not the first chief of Abatembu. He comes from the right-hand house of uh, King Mtokaka, uh, who was the son of Ngubenguka. So Ngubenguka gave birth to, to Mtokaka, Mnaneni uh, uh, Mandela, the grandfather of uh, the, 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 the world icon Nelson Mandela, as well as, uh, you know, uh, uh, others. So Mtokaka then is, is a great house. He gave birth to Ngangelizwe, the king of Abatembu. And uh, the right-hand house was Khatoti. Mm. Who was given the praise name uh, Ngangelizo? Who was given the praise name Matanzima? Mm-hmm. You know, when you come out of uh, initiation school as a heir in the line of succession, you are given Iskatelo. So he was given that name. Khatot was given that name Matanzima. So Matanzima gave birth to Mvuzo, who gave birth to Msobo, who gave birth to uh, Kaiser and, uh, and George. Kaiser was then given uh, the, the praise name Daluonga. Aha. So, so, Kasim Katlela, do what do we say? Adaluonga or Ganya Matanzim? Adaluonga. So, Kate Ni Matanzim, the former president of Transkai, was uh, his praise name was Kau Katlela, as you say, Adaluonga. Uh-huh. And his brother, George, was uh, Amzimbuzo. Okay, and um, let's talk about some of the highlights of his leadership at the time. Well, I mean, you know, when you talk about it, remember, K.T. Uh, Matanzama fell in the, into the, uh, you know, in, in the historiography of South Africa as it evolved from 1910. It falls into, a, um, you know, an era that was rather controversial. I mean, I would describe him as an astute intellectual who used all that prowess to advance his counter-revolutionary and separatist agenda mm-hmm. that uh, matched the delight of the colonial masters of the apartheid government. Because KD was a practical man, he was a tribal chief, he was a thinker, he was a strategist on of note, but it doesn't discount the fact that he presided over a reign of terror mm-hmm. in, in Transkai. But you know, he was he and he remains a hero to many of those who benefited uh, during that era. Remember, uh, there was a clear agenda, you know, uh, 
of South Africa, or you align yourself, you know, with the forces that were separated, that uh, just wanted power, even if it meant, uh, you know, reigning over uh, two villages and one town. And uh, KG, uh, uh, you know, Pepu, Mangope, Buteles, all of those fell into that end of uh, um, astute intellectuals of mm. our people who, unfortunately, um, aligned themselves with the separatist, uh, you know, uh, agenda. Now, you, you mentioned um, uh, Mangope. And when I do the comparisons between uh, the leadership Gamangope and and the leadership um, uh, Chief Matanze Magataluong, infrastructure that was built during the times of Mangope is still there. Uh, What was missing in the Transkei that it's so underdeveloped yet so many years later? You know, Mam Tumas, again, you know, we must put things to context. People when they talk about Botswana. Uh, sorry, they mm. will point out certain things. Mm. But if you go to the former Transkei and the former Suskei, mm. even looking at, at people like Brigadier uh, Opakozo, if you want to bring him into the context, mm. those if you go to Noha today, you will hear people saying that uh, here we had everything we needed. We had water, we had uh, irrigation systems, Everything was in place. We had land. And when it, when it turned into the new South Africa, uh, all those things were taken away. But that's not a problem of, for instance, a Gozo or a, a Matanzima. Because when the new order came in, then we must do a, a, a different analysis. Mm. The fact of the matter is that people like Matanzima, as I'm saying, he was a practical man. You know, when there were uh, problems in, in, in Pondoland, for example, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, those uh, stock theft and all of those things. The, Matanzuma intervened with the permission, obviously, of uh, his uh, collaborative, uh, you know, traditional leaders from that side at that time. And uh, they rooted it out because they sent in the military and they made sure that it was rooted out, despite the fact that everybody was talking about, you know, multi, uh, the traditional medicine that will uh, make the guns not to be able to fire and all of that. But looking at the infrastructure, they built, um, you know, roads. They supported agriculture, special agricultural projects. And Matanzima, uh, Taluanga, Let, let's was talk about very, those very projects. Strong uh, in supporting traditional leadership, uh, even though. Nkosiam, let's the, talk uh, about those traditional projects uh, just in a second. One to three p.m. weekdays, Criselda on SAFM. Thank you for joining us. This is the history lesson as uh, we go back um, to yesteryear and uh, learn a little bit more about Nkosi Matanzima. And joining us right now on the line is Nkosi Jongili, so Gabokwa uh, Nekamenziwa, joining us uh, for um, in uh, representing Vusizwe Foundation uh, for Historical Research. Now, let's, let's talk about, I mean, we're still reflecting on, on some of the great things that we can remember about Chief Matanzima. And uh, take us through uh, the rejection of an act um, that was suggesting that um, chiefs can't rule. The Bantu Authorities Act in the 1950s. Yes, well, the the Bantu Authorities Act was, you know, merely about establishing tribal, uh, you know, tribal authorities, Mm -hmm. you know, to group traditional leaders into 
um, central offices where so that the, the messaging between government and the traditional leaders can, can, can flow easily. That project was used um, for narrow, selfish ends. Indeed. I mean, we can have a debate uh, yeah. about that later. Looking but, back uh, so want, many years later, about, indeed. Uh, yes. Now I'm saying, looking back so many years later, in, in fact, when you reflect on it, you can actually tell that it was used for selfish reasons to do a divide and rule um, kind of implementation. Indeed, Kusada, and also to promote certain, um, you know, what in English, uh, in the olden day, they would call petty chiefs. You know, <laughs> yeah, because traditional leaders were never of the same status. Mm. You know, uh, clans had their seniors, and other traditional leaders emerged from those uh, uh, clans that became junior. So the, the Tutumasha people would have their senior traditional leader, and then other branches would emerge from that. Mm. But what then happened with the emergence of, for instance, the, 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 the right from 1927 up to 1956-57, the introduction of the Tribal Authorities Act, then the people that were at the center of uh, implementing this, that is, those traditional leaders who were close to the powers of the day, they used that for selfish ends. And you can see them in the record. Mm. So if you go to the chief and admin files, you will see that there are constant names of three or four people in each territory, what we call today kingdoms. They used to call them uh, regions. There would be three or four people that are constantly appearing. And those people were peddling decisions and, uh, and, 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 and perceptions and transfer of information and all of that. But KD Matanzima, that is Nkosita uh, Luonga, knew a lot about traditional leadership. Remember, he had grown up in the great place in Kamata, in, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in line of succession from great people like uh, the, his his grandmother, mm. uh, Queen Queen Nonesi, you know, who had uh, herself reigned over some time, and so there was a great history there, and uh, this is what gave birth to the establishment of what became um, uh, Western Timberland, mm. you know, a center mm. of power or a region in Western Timberland. So there was a great history there of culture, customs, and traditions, and knowledge of, uh, uh, you know, oral history. So he understood all of that, and uh, but he used it, having gone to school, to Fodair, and all of that, and he used that, um, you know, to try and, and, and get a certain position of power within both his Amadlamo family, but also in the broader context of uh, the region that was first at some time. Some would say um, him appointing uh, his brother um, as Minister of uh, Justice then uh, was the beginning of, of um, uh, you know, creating an unnecessary tensions uh, and, and uh, mismanagement of position. And what's your take on that? The demise of his father speaks volumes. I think we can leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, you know, just to suffice, to suffice to say that the demise of his father speaks volumes. But... Mm. You know what was happening in, in, in Western Timberland? What, what is, is most problematic for me is that people, traditional leaders, you know, that regime under, undermined traditional leaders, clans, and even some of the close relatives, you know, within the broader Abachembo kingdom. So that if uh, uh, Taluonga was husband to Griselda, mm-hmm. then the younger brother of Taluonga, the younger brother, uh, you know, uh, the, the two sons of the uncle and all of those people must they must make way and remove other traditional leaders so that those people can rule. It's a kind of, um, you know, uh, when, when people t- get to a certain level in their understanding of their power, so that it means that you can do as you wish, you can wake up each day. I mean, a, a, a story.
story is told, a simple story, to say that, that when his son, Mr. Bumele, was arrested, mm. he walks in and he says, open the doors. They say, no, but you know, he says, open the doors. They open the doors as if he has come to visit him. And then he says, Kuman Pets, my son. And then he takes him home. That is the reign of terror, extreme levels of lawlessness. You know, mm. so this is the kind of regime that uh, existed at that time. So that when we were growing up, we were told that you could not speak about Matanzima because Matanzima, the fly that is sitting on your shoulder, could be Matanzima. Can hear you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Where do we go to find more details about Ungos Matanzim? Because um, one of the greatest challenges in our mess is, is the fact that, uh, you know, history, South African history, is not documented in a way that is representative of facts. I, I actually think, to the contrary, there's a lot that is written. Um, um, you know, there's a lot that is written. Unfortunately, some of the things, I mean, you were speaking about some of the legacies. There are things that uh, uh, Talonga did. Um, as I'm giving credit to some of them, there is knowledge of, of custom, culture, heritage, and all of that, even though he messed up some of them. But some of the things got destroyed, as you're saying. So where, where do you get the story? Some of the things got destroyed. I mean, I'm, I was looking in the past couple of years for his records, uh, speaking on radio, all those audio records and all of that. Mm-hmm. I looked everywhere at SABC. They couldn't find them. They said, no, we can't find them. We've looked everywhere. We can't find nothing. Which is, is tragic. Horrible. And this is why it we is have tragic. this history, history lesson. Work, a lot of the work is written. Remember, even uh, as far as newspaper records, uh, diaries of missionaries and all of those people, all of those records uh, are there. And uh, unfortunately, I'm saying unfortunately in, in quotes because I chaired the advisory council for the Eastern Cape MSC on mm. archives and record service. Because um, unfortunately, time is not on our side. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for, for sharing the insight with us. Kosi Jongiliso Gapokwane Gamenziwa, who's uh, from the Vusizwe Foundation for Historical Research, as we're reflecting on the life that was Kosi um, Matanzima. And uh, we've ran completely out of time, but our person of the day today is Pamela Sitole, who moved from being a dishwasher, washing dishes at restaurants, uh, to becoming a medical doctor she is googleable